This is Monday Mindset with Isha Warriors, episode 75, Relationships, Why We Say the Things We Say and Do the Things We Do. Aloha. My name is Ali Lothane. I've been empowering and inspiring others through yoga for over 15 years, specializing in yoga for teens. If you are ready to live life to the fullest and love it along the way, let's enjoy the journey together. Neho to my friends in Hong Kong. Hello, everyone else. It is a pleasure to be with you today. Truly, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share my thoughts with you, to share lessons learned and insights that I've gained um, and that I am processing and trying to incorporate into my life. Thank you so much for sharing Monday Mindset. Thank you so much for referring your friends and your family to Isha Warriors Yoga. I was just talking with a friend today who said she tells all her clients about the chair yoga because it's an incredible way to start moving your body without having to mess with a mat. So thank you, thank you. I truly appreciate it and I'm grateful that I get to do these things that I feel so passionate about. And I've been thinking a lot about relationships lately And, you know, I mentioned last week that my daughter and I got to go on a retreat with Lindsay Law and Youth Rising Coaching. And one of the days she talked about relationships. And I've just been kind of thinking about and pondering on some of the things that we talked about there at the retreat and things that I have learned since then that I'm going to share with you today. So today we're going to talk about why why do we say the things that we say? Why do we do the things that we do when we're in a relationship, whether it be between a parent and child, between you and your friends, a teacher, a coach to their athletes, you know, what is it that causes us to say things in a certain tone or react in a certain way? And um, I'm also going to talk about four steps that can help you create more connection and a healthier relationship, regardless if it's with, you know, a sibling, a parent, your kid, whoever, maybe a coworker. These things can apply to any relationship. Having the opportunity to recently fly, I've been thinking about planes a little bit lately. And I thought it was really interesting when I discovered that over 90% of the time, pilots fly engaging autopilot, right? So autopilot is when computer software reads the aircraft's current position and guides it accordingly. I want you to think about yourself. Are you flying on autopilot in your relationships? Okay. If we are interacting with our family, our friends, coworkers, teachers, et cetera, on autopilot, that's not going to help us make really strong, healthy, thriving connections. It's perfect for a plane and for machines, but as humans, flying through life on autopilot leads to disconnect, at least a disconnect of ourselves and of others. 
When we are flying on autopilot, we tend to revert back to um, our motivators that we could trace all the way back to our ancient ancestors. Simple motivations that our ancestors used to increase their odds of survival. Right? So when we're flying on autopilot, we are motivated by what Douglas Lyle calls the motivational triad. And if you've never heard the name Douglas Lyle before, you should go look up some TED Talks. He's done a couple and it's fascinating psychology behind the motivational triad and what he calls the pleasure trap. But he says that all of our actions are motivated by three things. We want to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and conserve energy. Those are just, as humans, that's what we're going to revert to, even if it's not what's in our best interest or going to help us grow and mature and become wiser. You know, these three things were great back in the day to increase the odds of survival. Unfortunately, in our present day, we're convenience-centric, excessive-oriented culture where fast food and recreational drugs and sedentary shopping, like these things are normal now. These basic instincts that once successfully ensured survival, they don't really serve us as well, especially in our relationships, okay? So... I just want you to think about how often do we parent coming from a place of trying to avoid feeling pain? Or how often do we interact with our friends or coworkers fueled by wanting to seek pleasure or trying to conserve energy? Think about how a coach talks to their athlete. Are they coming from a fear of losing, looking like an incompetent coach, or maybe they're worried about their job is on the line? Is that where their words are fueled? Or do they talk to their athlete with a desire to see their athlete thrive? Okay, picture a parent at the grocery store talking with their toddler who maybe is having a hard time. Maybe he's throwing a tantrum. Are there words and actions coming from um, feeling embarrassed, fear of judgment of others, frustration, or are they genuinely trying to help their toddler, right? So as we think about these different relationships and thinking about our own why, you know, what is our motivation when we are talking with somebody else, whether that be Again, your parent, your sibling, your best friend. Are you reacting or choosing actions based on your desire to avoid pain? And that could look like a painful emotion, right? I'm not necessarily talking about physical pain. It could be an uncomfortable emotion. Um, Is it seeking pleasure like validation, Okay, that could look like validation or acceptance or trying to conserve energy. Think of a teenager who says, I'm fine. 
when they obviously aren't, right? So that they can avoid talking about whatever it is that actually is bothering them. They don't want to talk about it and dig into the discomfort. Or how about you are in a group of people who are talking negatively, or maybe you're, they're gossiping and you actually don't agree with what they're saying. Maybe even the conversation makes you feel uncomfortable, but you go along with it. You agree with it. You chime in even because you want, you're seeking that pleasure of feeling accepted and validated. Okay. Do other people's emotions make you feel uncomfortable? Does their anger make you react in a certain way and you want to avoid feeling that way? Their crying or their sadness? Okay. How does your autopilot manifest? Does your autopilot manifest as a people pleaser? Or as a person who thinks, oh, I need to fix this for that person so they stop feeling that way. So often we jump into fix-it mode because we actually feel uncomfortable with how that person is feeling. Okay, why do we say the things we say and do the things we do? Is it because you are feeling disrespected or scared or embarrassed? Okay, so when we've had an interaction, it's so helpful to just be like, huh, that is so interesting. Why, why did I say that? Why did I do that thing? And again, we're not going to judge it. We just want to acknowledge like, oh, I think it might be because I was trying to avoid pain or seek pleasure or conserve energy. I was reverting back to that primitive self that feels like I have to do these things to survive. That's the thing. We don't want to just survive in this life. We want to thrive. We want to do things on purpose. We want to be the boss of our brain. We want to be the hero of our story, not just flying an autopilot. So why do we want to turn off autopilot? And my husband and I, just this last week, we watched Tom Hanks in the movie Sully. If you've ever seen it, it's a movie about how the know-how and experience of named Chelsea Sullenberger or nicknamed Sully glided his disabled plane onto the frigid waters of the Hudson River, saving the lives of 155 people aboard. After losing both of his plane engines to what they called a bird strike, a bunch of birds flew into the engines and killed both of the engines, and he had to navigate his plane in the middle of New York City. So if he had just kept autopilot on, they would have crashed. Everything that happened, it was so interesting as we were watching this movie, all the events happened in 208 seconds. And I want you to think about that because... In our lives, in our relationships, in real time, in real life, right? We can't just fly on autopilot because it's never just sailing through blue skies. 
there are constant storms and bird strikes and, you know, um, limited visibility, different things that we need to intentionally and mindfully navigate. If we don't switch off autopilot, we tend to crash and burn our relationships instead of building loving, strong, healthy ones, deeper relationships. So why do we want to turn off autopilot? Because we don't want to crash and burn. We want to make meaningful connections with people that we love and get to know people better. And the first thing that we have to do, the first step in understanding why we say what we say and do what we do is acknowledging the why, acknowledging our motivation behind our words and our actions and being really honest with ourselves. I love this quote by Carol Tuttle. She's talking about how it's not our job to fix others. So if you're feeling this propensity like, oh, I need to fix that for that person. I love that she says, when we let go of our hidden motivations as to why we want them, meaning the other person fixed, it's easier to be an observer, ready to lend inspired support when they ask. I love that. Instead of us jumping in and reacting, what if we explore our whys and our hidden motivations for why we say what we say and do what we do so that we can observe, so that we can be ready to lend an inspired support when they ask. Okay? We can't make people change. We can only shift the energy. So the second thing, the second step in building stronger relationships and really understanding why we say what we say and do what we do, it has everything to do with our own thoughts. The quality of our thoughts about the other person affect the quality of our relationship. Okay, so that's number two. The quality of our thoughts about the other person affect the quality of the relationship. And that has nothing to do with them. And that is totally and completely in our control. How do we think about the other person? What words do we use to describe them? We can't change them. We can only shift the energy and how we think about them. We could say, you know what, maybe I am wrong about this person. Maybe I am seeing things. Uh, I could see things in a different way. Maybe I'm making this about me. Maybe our relationship is the way it is because I'm trying to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and conserve energy. Interesting, right? My thoughts, my actions. What do you want to see happen in the relationship? How do you want to feel about that person? And we talked a lot about boundaries in past weeks. So we may feel like, you know what, I need a boundary with that person. And I'm going to be able to feel a lot better about them at a distance, right? So I'm not saying you need to lie to yourself, or you need to let people inside your boundaries that are you know, damaging to you. Okay. But the quality of our thoughts about the other person affect the quality of our relationship with them. 
So let's just be really choosy. Like, how do I want to think about this person? What kind of relationship do I want about this person? Whatever you focus on, it's going to expand and grow. If you are constantly thinking negative thoughts about a person, what kind of relationship are you going to have with them? What do you think? Negative or positive? Right? If you are thinking and looking for positive attributes about the person or positive aspects of the relationship, the positive things are going to grow. I just think it's so interesting. What you focus on expands and grows. What script do you want to be read between the two of you? You might even take time and write out like, oh, if I could write the script between you and I, whoever that person is, this is how it would go. I love that. How often do we take time to actually prepare for a conversation? Let's do that more. Let's practice on how we want to talk to them. I often, after an interaction, will think, oh, I just felt so blindsided by it, you know, or so surprised by it. What if I know that that's the kind of relationship I have with that person and I know I'm going to see him again and before I do, I think about How do I want it to go? How do I want to show up for it? So what what kind of thoughts do I want to think about that person? So number one, acknowledge your why. Let go of the hidden motivators. Okay, Acknowledge your why. Number two, the quality of our thoughts about the other person affect the quality of the relationship, right? We can't change them. We can only shift the energy, and that might be simply praying for them or sending positive thoughts out into the universe for them, right? If you don't believe in prayer, send some good vibes out there um, to that person. When you resist something, it just gets stronger. You have no power to change what you resist. It only gets stronger. You must first learn to accept, allow, and love it. Love is more powerful than resistance. So what can you love instead of resisting in a relationship? All right, number three, I want you to think the thought, people are doing the best that they can, and so are you. People are doing the best that they can, and so am I. Right? I'm trying to do, I'm going to give myself grace because I'm doing the best I can and I'm going to give them grace. Sometimes people, people's best really actually still suck. <laughs> that's, just the, that's just the truth of it. Okay. But they're still trying to do the best they can. Wow. When I think that I'm like, okay, you know, I can forgive more and more of the imperfections. Maybe I can loosen my grip on what I think the rules need to be. What rules do you need to let go of? If you think, oh, it has to be this way, does it actually have to be that way? Is that what your relationship with your parent has to be like or with your child or, you know, et cetera, et cetera? What rules do you need to let go of? And what boundaries do you need to set? So if you find yourself getting mad, passing judgment in a relationship, criticizing, that is a huge sign that some boundaries need to be set. And you can go back to all those wonderful episodes about boundaries to learn more about 
what those are, how they look, and how to set them, okay? Boundaries help us let go of judgment and keep ourselves in a healthy mindset. It allows us to feel charity when we can let go, when we choose to set boundaries, we are able to feel more charity. And charity is one of the highest vibrations we can achieve. That might sound kind of kooky for those of you like vibrations. What is that? But think about a feeling that you have that is light and exciting and hopeful. That is charity. In this state, there's only a desire to do good. Our joy is full because we choose to create that which brings joy when you are in a state of charity. So let's keep learning. Let's keep letting go and let's keep learning how to set healthy boundaries so that we can say, oh, that person's doing the best they can and so am I and have charity and grace. So that's number three. Number four, the power of pause. So in that movie, Soli, that Andy and I watched, um, they were flying to a specific destination. And every moment that that pilot paused was a second closer to crashing, right? Okay. In real life relationships, there is no destination to get to. There is just join the journey, lessons and connections, and there is power in pausing and asking the question, what is important now? If you find yourself like horns locked with someone else, think about what is actually important here. Is it who's right and who's wrong? Or is it trying to make a deeper connection with this person because I care about them? Or I want to feel a different way in the situation. I don't want to revert back to just avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and conserving energy. I want to be the boss of my brain. I want to be my highest self. What is most important now in this moment? We hold on to so many perceptions and rules. We choose to see things in a way that are keeping us from a blessed life that we deserve. When we think the question, what is important now? Every time the answer is going to be love. Every time. You're never going to regret showing love. You are going to diffuse so many situations by choosing love. And your perception creates your reality. So why wouldn't we choose love? Why wouldn't we want more of that joy and charity, those feelings? I know I do. There's absolutely no destination to get to in relationships. Our wholeness is a lifelong journey. Creating connection is what makes that journey meaningful and satisfying. And when we can acknowledge our whys, really being honest with ourselves, noticing if we've reverted back to that ancient survival mode, 
Okay, what are our hidden motivators for why we're saying what we're saying? Is it really for the other person's benefit or is it for ours? Two, thinking about the quality of our thoughts about the person, knowing that our thoughts actually affect the quality of the relationship and how we treat that person, they might just mirror that right back at us. So how do you want to be treated? Show that, right? You can't change people, only ourselves. And number three, people are doing the best they can, and so are we. Giving ourselves more charity, more grace, and then just pausing and asking ourselves, what's more, most important now? What is the most important thing right now in this moment? I can't tell you how many times I've said to one of my kids, okay, can we, can we redo that? <laughs> can we go, can we try that again? And I'm, I'm not joking, actually. We will do it again. I'm like, this is actually how I wanted to show up for that. What I actually really truly wanted to say was help me understand why you're feeling anxious. Help me understand why you don't want to go hang out with friends tonight. Help me understand dot, dot, dot. I absolutely have done that. Let go of your pride. Let go of feeling right and wrong. Let go of the rules that you're holding on to. And ask yourself, what is most important now? And if you flub up, be like, you know what? Can we try that again? Seriously. Like, that is not how I wanted this, this conversation to go. And I care about you so much. Can we try that one more time? Like, this is what my highest self really wanted to say and do. So hit that redo button anytime. Put in the effort. And let's understand why we say what we say and do what we do. And not just go through life flying on autopilot and wondering why we don't have meaningful connections and why people seem to always be mad at us or why people don't want to be our friends. Turn off the autopilot. You've got this. I love you guys so much. Have a fabulous week. so much for listening in today and being a part of my podcast ohana if what i have said resonates with you please consider subscribing to monday mindset with isha warriors or making a one-time donation to isha warriors your donation and your support makes it possible for me to bring more yoga to more teens doing more free in-person events, as well as sponsoring more teens with my online program. Isha Warriors gives teens a safe space to tap into their inner light, to develop mental toughness and emotional resilience while strengthening their physical body. It's magic. Help me bring it to more teens, y'all. And may you have a blessed day.